Hello, hello, hello. Blessings to you. God is indeed worthy. Let me just pause for a moment to say happy new year, happy 2023. God bless you. God continue to keep you and may his face and his favor and his glory and everything continue to shine upon you. I wanted to pause and hop on here for a moment because I had to. <laughs> um, there has been this word that has been in my spirit for a while, and I didn't know when or how this word would come forth, but it was in the midst of doing a homework assignment that I just have to realize that it's time to pause, it's time to deliver the word that God would have me to deliver today. I don't know which direction this is going to go in. I don't know, but I do trust God and I trust his leading. So I just kind of want to start with prayer because it's the best way to start. Um, so let us pray. Father, I thank you. I give you glory. I give you praise. I thank you for another day, almighty God, for just being able to spread your word, to speak, thus says the Lord, to speak to your people, to encourage someone's spirit, to encourage someone today. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that this word will go forth and it will be a blessing, almighty God, to the people who hear this word, almighty God, that it will be a blessing to me, Father. I pray that you will continue to minister to me with this word and minister through me, almighty God. I, I trust you and I believe, almighty God, that you're going to have your way in this word. Father, I give you glory. I give you praise and I tell you thanks. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. So I have this class, it's called Discipling Students, and I'm working full-time and I'm doing school full-time, so I wanted to start doing some stuff to get ahead, and I realized that I have a journal entry to do for class, and um, it requires for me to read from Acts 8, verse 26 to 40, so I was like, all right, no big deal, read it. Boom, bang, do my journal and, you know, just get it over with. But in the midst of doing that, I paused and I said, God, not my intellect, yours. God, you have your way. And I started reading. Take, I took out my, you know, little notebook and whatever, my little sticky notes, my highlighter and all of these things. And upon reading, I'm realizing that I have never, ever read this portion of scripture before. And I've never heard anyone talk about this portion of scripture before. And so I'm reading and I'm becoming fascinated and I feel like a fire start stirring up inside of me because I begin to get so excited about the word of God and I can't keep this to myself. I had to call my sister and I had to do what I had to do and share the word with her. So um, if you hear someone yelling, that's my mother trying to call me, but I'm not going to pause this video because I got to do what I got to do. 
So, mommy, I love you, but I'm doing what God has called me to do. So, Acts 6, Acts 8, sorry, 26 to 40, and it reads because I want to read it. Because, yeah, as I said, I didn't read this before, and I'm just, it's amazing how sometimes you realize that you're missing out on the word of God. So verse 26 says, No, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go, go south to the road, the, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the, gotta, gotta pronounce this word right, Kandaki, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way, um, and, and on his way home, was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran to the chariot and heard the man he, reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? himself or someone else. Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again. But he went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about preaching the gospel in, in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. There ended a portion of God's holy word. Thanks be to God. Listen, I am so excited about this word because first and foremost, I started off reading 26 and I can just imagine I am going on my way and the Holy Spirit says, you know what? Don't bother go there, so go south. And it amazes me because it doesn't say that Philip questioned anything. It didn't say that Philip hesitated. He didn't say anything. He just went. So first and foremost, he was sent by, he was set up 
for a Kairos moment. He was set up by the Holy Spirit to have this encounter. Philip didn't know what was coming his way. He just knew that the Spirit of the Lord, the angel of the Lord came to him and he said, go south. And instead of questioning, Philip just went ahead and just went on the journey. He didn't ask anything. He just went. And so what this tells me is that Philip was spiritually sensitive. He was sensitive to the move of the Holy Spirit. He was sensitive to what God would have him to do. He was sensitive to the instructions of the Lord. See, many times, many times, and I can recall there are times when I'm going somewhere, I'm about to do something, and God interjects and tells me to do something else, and a question, and I say, God, why? <laughs> God, me, I do, but me, I do this. But Philip was an example of someone who understood what it meant to follow the instruction of Christ, no matter what. To follow the instruction of God, no matter what or where or how it came about. See, Philip didn't question, he just went south. And then it said, on his way, on his way. As he started, he met the Ethiopian eunuch. And the Ethiopian eunuch in this portion of scripture is highlighted as someone important. He, he was in charge of all the treasury. All the treasury. He's an important man. But what fascinates me is that it says that this eunuch went to Jerusalem to worship. What is an important person who's up there in society. A lot of times, in, especially in this culture, we hardly find, in this generation, in this season, we hardly find people who are up there in rank, just leaving their post, leaving what they're doing to just go worship. But this eunuch went to Jerusalem to worship. So this means that he was desperate for something. He was seeking out God for something. I believe in my spirit that this was a moment that God orchestrated. That it was a Kairos moment set up by God. A divine appointment set up by God. For Philip and for the eunuch. See, the eunuch was earnestly, I feel like he was earnestly seeking God. Like he just wanted an answer. He just wanted more. He just wanted more. And I believe God is saying to someone today that I see your heart and I see that you want more. I see that you want more. You've been denying to do certain things. You have been taking time out of what you're supposed to do to seek after me. And God is about to send someone your way. And maybe this message is what God is using to send that person. Maybe God is using me in this moment to send me to say to you that this is your answer that I am giving you to say yes and to, to move but let me not go ahead of myself. He was in Jerusalem. He went to worship. And on his way home. So he went to worship. He went to worship. But on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot. 
He was sitting in his chariot and reading from the book of Isaiah that we now have as the book of Isaiah. He was reading from the prophet Isaiah. So it means to me that after worshiping, after seeking God in Jerusalem, that maybe he didn't have the encounter that he wanted, but he did not give up. He decided that, you know what? I am reading because I want more. I want more. It seems like this man was just desperate for more, that he couldn't just stop and leave everything in Jerusalem. I don't know who you are today. Maybe God is also speaking to me as well to say that sometimes we're in a place and we're worshiping or you go to church and the worship was good and the word was good. But you want more. And yet we, a lot of us will leave it there on Sunday and try to pick up another time. But God is saying, don't just leave it there. Continue because in your earnest seeking is where you're going to find me. It's where you're going to meet me. It's where you're going to meet me. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they will be filled. Those who seek after me earnestly. Jesus, a prayer of an earnest man. Jesus. And he was reading from the prophet Isaiah. And to me, this means a lot because Isaiah isn't necessarily the easiest book, especially for an unbeliever. In this case, he was a Gentile. It's not the easiest place to start, you know? It's not the easiest place because there are times where I'm reading as a Bible college student, I'm reading Isaiah and I have to say, hold up, wait a minute, what's going on? What's going on? But this man, he was led to read prophet Isaiah. Again, in verse 29, the spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. And again, he didn't even hesitate. He just went. He just went. He didn't question it. He just, all right, God, you say, I'm going to go down the way here. So I'm going to go down the way here. I'm going to go down the way here. I'm going to book up on one man. On my way. And you say, I'm going to go near that chariot here. All right. So I'm going to go near a chariot. And when he went to that chariot, he heard. He heard the man reading. And Philip said to him, do you understand what you are reading? <laughs> Do you understand what you are reading? Your brother, you are read. You know what you are reading, eh? <laughs> I can just imagine this encounter. The man was so desperate to know more, to understand more about the word, from the word, to hear more from God, to have his encounter with God that he just said, how can I? Unless someone explains it to me. And then he invites Philip to come inside. Listen, he doesn't know the man. You're inside your chariot, you're inside your car, and you're just reading the word of God. 
But then some random person just come at your window and says, you understand where I read? Like, imagine you're sitting in your car. You're trying to grasp the word of God. Or you're sitting in the park or you're somewhere. And you're trying to grasp because you want more from God. And you're reading and you're going along. And then someone out of nowhere just comes and asks, do you understand what you're reading? First of all, who are you? Second of all, no, I don't. But come inside. Just imagine. He doesn't know him, but he just invites him to come because he knew he wanted more. And I believe this man was in such a place. His heart was in such a place of receiving God. He was in the right posture to receive from the word of God, to receive from God that he didn't care where, who, or how it came about. He just wanted to have that encounter. So when Philip showed up on the scene with the Kairos moment that was created by God, he didn't turn him away. He said, come inside. And then the passage of scripture that the eunuch was reading <laughs> was a prophetic declaration of how Christ would die. First of all, I'm reading and it says, he was slid like a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. Huh? What are you talking about? What is this saying? What is this saying? But he knew he needed more. So he did not open his mouth. It continues to read. And verse 33 said, In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. In his humiliation, you're being beaten, you're being slaughtered, yet you are silent. Who is this man? Who is this person? Somebody cannot beat me up. I'm just silent, sir. Who is this? <laughs> Can imagine how intriguing this was and how many questions came to the eunuch's mind, just wanting to know more, just wanting to understand more. So the eunuch, he asked Philip, he said, tell me, please, please, me I beg you do, <laughs> just tell me. Who is this person? Is it the prophet? Is he talking about himself or someone else? See, this was the perfect timing. This was the best evangelistic springboard that I've ever read. <laughs> the best evangelistic springboard and moment, situation, it was just a moment ready to be poured into. And Philip saw it as his opportunity to say, yeah, me catch you now. <laughs> I will speak about the good news of Jesus because he was reading about Jesus, but he didn't understand it fully. But there came a man who had the deposit the deposit that God had placed inside of, the, of him. See, sometimes, and I'm speaking to myself as well, sometimes we don't understand the level of things that God has placed inside of us. And when God says, go to that person and just open your mouth and start speaking, we hold back. And we miss, one, we miss how much 
God can use us. We miss the, 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 the obedience and we miss everything that God could use us for in that moment. We miss the opportunity to see how much God has been growing and depositing so much inside of us. And we miss an evangelistic, we miss a moment of winning a lost soul. But Philip saw it as his opportunity and he said, yes, this is the perfect moment to speak of the good news of Jesus. Philip didn't hold back. He began to speak because see, this man was already reading about Jesus. It was the perfect setting, the foundation, the seed was already planted. And I believe the seed was already being nurtured by the Holy Spirit. And all Philip needed to do was to speak of what God had deposited and placed inside of him. Sometimes God is calling us to a season of just pouring out. All right, Holy Spirit. Okay. I remember someone said to me, it was my girl Genesis. This past week, on Thursday, I went to my school because I'm online. And for some reason, I'm going off on a little bit of a rabbit trail, but stick with me. I, I went to school on Thursday. I didn't really need it to go. School started on Wednesday, but I just felt the Holy Spirit compelling me go to school on Thursday. I woke up Thursday morning and there was this wrestling inside my spirit, but I knew God wanted me to go. And as I'm driving up to North Point from Cape Cod, a two-hour drive, I'm listening, and I, I specifically remember a song playing called Spirit Lead Me. And I'm just listening to the song, and it's saying, Spirit Lead Me. And I want to look for the lyrics too, but I'm, say, I'm listening to the song, and I'm saying, God, <laughs> honestly, I don't even know why I'm going to North Point right now. I, I don't understand why. I don't have to go, but I feel it in my spirit that you are calling me to go. But God, I don't know why, but I am trusting you and I am going. And on my way there, I got a notification of chapel that it was going to start soon. And I realized that it was one of my favorite professors that was going to preach and I was ready. I'm psyched. I'm like, yes, God, this is the perfect day, the perfect day to be there. It started snowing. It started raining. And I'm just like, was it the perfect moment? But anyways, I'm not turning back. I am going because I know that there is something that God wants me to hear. There's something that God wants me to do. And I went and I sat in chapel and professor came up. Sorry. And he started preaching from Psalms 23. And it's so funny because this morning I woke up and I was praying and I was just in a place of thanksgiving. And for some reason, I just felt led to go to Facebook. And a sister of mine, a spiritual sister of mine was preaching and speaking prophetically from Psalm 23 and Every single thing that was spoken of from chapel in Thursday is everything that she declared again. 
of how God is our shepherd and how God is leading and how God is calling us to just lead us in this season, not for us to hesitate, not for us to hold back, but when he calls us to move, when he calls us to be into that place of just going, that we don't hesitate, that we don't hold back and we don't question anything, but we just move. And it's the same thing that God brought me back to tonight. I know this word is for me because I'm in a season where I don't know where I'm going. I'm about to graduate, graduate in May and I'm asking God what next. I feel you leading me in a certain direction and I don't understand how this will happen. I don't understand where you're leading me exactly. I don't understand it fully. I don't understand how you want me to go about things. But God, I trust you, God. I want you to lead me. And here God brought me back to Philip where he just answered the call. God said, go south. And he decided, I'm just going south. He didn't question, he just went. But he, he met upon a situation where he had an encounter. Not just the eunuch man, but for himself. He had an encounter with God for himself. And we'll see that soon. And as... Philip was explaining, I can just imagine how he was just talking to this eunuch man as they traveled in the chariot. See, see a man we are just a read about? <laughs> Let me just speak in English because I got to remember that other people are here that need to hear the word. But, I'm so excited about the word of God. But, I can just imagine him saying, that same person that you read about that same person who was led like a sheep to the slaughter. You know who that man is? That man is Christ Jesus. You know what that man did for you? Christ Jesus, he went to the cross and he took nails in his hands and a crown of thorns to his head. He took lashings. He took so many things on your behalf that you don't have to pay anything for sin. That all you have to do is turn to this man called Jesus. That very same man, Jesus, that very same Christ, Jesus, Yeshua, Amashua, Ruach Elohim, Jesus, he took and bore the pain of sin and death and hell and the grave on your behalf. And all you have to do is accept that Jesus all you have to do is believe in Christ Jesus. Accept him. That's so all you have to do. Believe in him. See, this man, he, he died on the cross for you. This man called Jesus, he, he did everything for you. 
We don't have to slay any lamb anymore. We don't have to put any blood on the door. We don't have to walk around with our sacrificial. <laughs> we don't have to walk around with our sacrificial animals so that everyone can see the sin that we have committed. Like in the Old Testament days, I'm walking around with a goat. I don't have to walk around with a, 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 a anything. A lamb, I don't have to walk around with anything that people see the sin that I have committed this morning or last night or just a minute ago or whatever. But all I have to do is call on that man, Jesus. My sins are washed away. This is what I believe he was speaking to him in this moment and God would have me speak to you in this very moment as well. And as they journeyed along, this eunuch man, he saw a body of water and he said, you know what, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What would stop me in this moment from being baptized? When this very same man, Christ Jesus, this very same man, Christ Jesus, did so much on my behalf. And here I am. I went down to Jerusalem. I went down there to worship. And I didn't get everything that I wanted. But I took up this book. And I'm reading from the prophet Isaiah. Because I want more. I, I want more. And he met me here today. Sent a man that I don't know anything about. A man who was going on his way minding his own business and God sent him just for me he left the 99 for the one he left everything and he came after me he came running after me why wouldn't I give my life to God right now and I'm pausing in this moment to ask you why wouldn't you in this moment pause everything that you are doing and say God I accept you as my Lord and I accept you as my Savior after everything that you have done for me, I've backslidden, I have walked away, I've been doing things that I didn't need to do, I've gotten distracted. But God, here I am in this moment. What would stop you in this moment from saying, God, I give you everything? And this man, he, he stopped and he asked Philip, to baptize him right then and there. He didn't hesitate. He didn't say, God, me wait till next week. God, I wait until Sunday. He said, God, I want you right now. I want to challenge someone under the sound of my voice tonight who would say, God, I stop everything in this moment. I'm not waiting until Sunday. I'm not waiting until next month. I'm not waiting until the next baptism. I don't care who it is. I don't care. I want you, God. And I want you now. I was doing my schoolwork. I was doing my assignments because I wanted to get ahead of stuff but God stopped me and I didn't know the direction that this would go tonight I didn't know but God stopped me in my tracks and he said hop online make a video post it because somebody somebody needs to hear tonight 
that God left the 99 for the one. He left everything for you tonight. And it doesn't matter who you are. Maybe you've been serving God for a while or maybe you've been going to church, but you're leaving and everything is not the same. You're in a body and you feel like you don't belong. And you're seeking God. You're seeking God. You want more. I'm ready. I'm ready to serve you, God. I'm ready to serve you and I'm ready to put everything aside. I'm ready to go to Sunday school again. God, I'm ready to learn more about your word. God, I'm ready. I'm ready to go to Bible study. God, I'm ready to stop everything that I'm doing. The gym can wait. <laughs> My classes can wait for a while. Everything can wait for a while. God, I just need you in this moment. And God, tonight is the night that I'm pausing to say, I am ready. Like the Ethiopian eunuch, he stopped and he said, listen, stop the chariot. I know I have a high-ranking position waiting for me to come back, but stop. Because my soul is important in this moment. And I just encountered a man named Jesus. And I'm ready to be baptized. And he stopped and he got baptized. And the word of God in verse 39 said, When they came up out of the water, <laughs> Jesus, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch, he didn't see him again, but he went on his way rejoicing. <laughs> See, this is so profound to me. It is so profound because, bruh, Philip left. He kept on rejoicing. See, this man, he understood that it was never about the person that God sent, but it was about God himself. It was never about the messenger, but it was about the message. It was about the person that the message was about. Philip was taken from the equation, and this man did not get distracted. He did not get distracted. He did not get distracted. He kept focused on God. He kept on rejoicing in God. See, I just gave my life to Christ. And I don't care who it was, if it was an angel. I don't care if it was an apostle. I don't care if it was a prophet. I don't care if it was a layman. I don't care who you are. But you gave me the good news of Jesus Christ. And that is what I'm holding on to. I'm holding on to the foundation of Christ. I'm holding on to Christ himself. I don't care who you are. I'm worshiping. I'm not going to be distracted because you were stripped away from me. And I don't know who you are today. Who maybe you have a, a, you've had a spiritual father, or a spiritual mother who was leading you along the way. But all of a sudden they were stripped away. But God is saying that it is time for you to keep your eyes focused on him. God said it was never about them. I just used them for that moment. To <laughs> God said I, just, I was just using them for that moment. I was just using this person for that moment. 
to give you the deposit that you needed for that season. I know this message is not just for me. I know this message is for somebody else out there. But God said, it's you and I now. It's all about us. It's all about us. It's all about us. Keep your eyes focused. It's all about us. Jesus. Jesus. Didn't get distracted that Philip was stripped away. He kept focus on God. Maybe things aren't going the way that they used to in the body of Christ that you are in right now. Or maybe the person that God placed you under as the under-shepherd for his body, for the church, maybe the shepherd that was leading you. Maybe that season is coming to a close or it's over. And God is ready to transition you to something else, to someone else, to himself. Where it's time for him to give you direct deposits. Where it's no longer you depending on a certain man of God or a certain woman of God to confirm things for you. But God is saying that I want to be the one to confirm things in your life. That I don't want you seeking after anybody else to give answers to you about your life. God says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the one who has your life. Seek after me. I have the answers. Jesus. The time is up where... The time is up where you're totally dependent on the shepherd I place here on earth. But it's time for you to turn your eyes to the shepherd in heaven. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Mm. My shepherd. My shepherd. Bringing me back to this morning's message that I, oh God Almighty, that my sister was preaching from Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, my shepherd, the one who leads me. No longer will you seek after man for confirmation. No longer will you seek after man for answers. And the answers come from me. Jesus. Mm. Verse 40 says, Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about preaching the gospel, sorry, in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. <laughs> Philip was on his way. He was about to go somewhere when God said, Go somewhere else. And after his assignment, God placed him exactly where he needed to be. Philip didn't lose any time. <laughs> Philip did not lose any time. It was as if time stood still. The Kairos moment, 
the kairos timing of God, the appointed season, the appointed time of God will do that to you. When you yield to God, he will restore. Mm. He will restore he will restore everything that you have lost. Everything that you thought that you lost. He will restore every single thing. The journey, the time. Jesus. That it would have taken you to get to that place. It was like an express. Like God gave him an expressway. All he needed to do was do the work of God. To follow the instruction. That's all he needed to do. That's all he needed to do. And then God restored it all. <laughs> Jesus. 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 I was sharing this word with my sister, not so in depth, but when the revelation started to download in my spirit, I couldn't keep it to myself. I, I called my sister. I went even to my mother. I just, I, the word was just spewing in. It was just overflowing, and I can't keep it to myself. And I was saying to her, I remember even days at North Point where I was coming from chapel, and God said, jump online. And I wanted to eat lunch. <laughs> I wanted to do a homework. I wanted to do something. But my obedience to stop and do what God has called me to do, when I picked up everything back, it was like everything was so easy. God's saying to this person, to you today, don't know who you are, that he acknowledged and he honors the moments where you stop. And you were obedient to what he said you were supposed to do. You did what he called you to do. And God said, you didn't lose anything. <laughs> oh, God Almighty, you did not lose out on any relationship. You did not lose out on that relationship. The sacrifices that you've made didn't get to spend time together. But God says that he's restoring that marriage. He is restoring that relationship. And maybe you put everything on pause. You were supposed to or you wanted to date a certain person. But you wanted to put God first. God is about to restore. You sat and you watched everyone else getting married. You watched everyone else getting engaged. You watched everyone else in their season. But God said, your time is now. Your time is now. Ah, uh, your appointed marriage, your kingdom marriage, 
The time is now. You placed everything on hold. Maybe you took some time off to, 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 to take care of a family member, to look after a few family things or whatever God instructed you to do. And others were saying that you were making a dumb decision and you put school on hold when you had the opportunity, but God is saying, watch me show up for you. That master's program that you, you put on hold, that college, that four-year college, watch what I am about to do. I did not come on here to prophesy. I didn't know what God was going to cause me to do tonight, but I came on here with an assignment from God, and I will speak as God gives to me. Those scholarships will begin to open up. Those doors will begin to open up. When everyone else were doing something else and you put everything on pause. That job is coming your way. God said, I see you. You took the time out to stay as a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad to look after your child, to speak, to give the, the, the foundation of Christ, to imp the deposit that into your child. And God said, the job is coming. Jesus. The Lord says, I am your shepherd. I will lead you. Would you let me lead you? Shikura I feel it in my spirit that somebody has been believing God for school. Oh God. What everyone else? Hey, you're saying to God, God, I should be graduating with everybody else. I should be graduating with everybody else. This should be my year of graduation. But now I'm starting school. But God said, this is your time. God said, I had to put you on wait for a while. There were some things that you needed to learn. There were some things that I needed you to have. Some relationships that you're going to need as you step into your season of schooling. Ah, some people that I have joined you together with that they are graduating that you will need to pull resources from. God said these destiny helpers. These people will be in position to now be able to financially help you. This is why things will become to be, they will begin to become easy for you. Because God was aligning you. Thank you, Jesus. God spoke into me this year. He spoke into my life this year and he said, this is the year of alignment. A year of alignment, year of togetherness. Of things coming into place. And I believe this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I was wondering when God would have me release that word. The year of alignment. 
where things will begin to, to be aligned. For some, it's a, it's a year of abundance. For some, it's a year of alignment. You thought you were supposed to graduate this year. You thought you were supposed to be finishing up on your four year, looking forward to going to your master's program now, but God had a different plan. Now is the time. Now is the time. Step into your year. It's okay. Step into your year. Owning and knowing that God is going to provide. See, when I started North Point, I had been away from school for over a year. I, start, I, gradu um, I guess it was two years. I graduated in June of 2018, so almost two years. June of 2018, and I thought I was going to go to college right away, but I didn't. And when 2019 came around, I thought I was going to school. I thought I was going to school that fall. But God was putting, God was putting everything in place. And when I stepped into school in January of 2020, when I, I stood in chapel, and I just had a vision and God reminded me of a vision that I had where he showed me every single thing that was around me. The worship, everything where, where I was seated. It was just so amazing. And I knew God was saying to me, now is the time. I put you on hold because I had to put things in place. God knew. God is saying to you right now that I know. The plans that I have for you, says the living God. Don't forget that. Plans to prosper you. To give you a hope, to give you a bright future. God has your life in his hand. Trust him. Trust him, no? Trust him. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit, lead me. Spirit, lead Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. Thus says the living God. Thus says the Lord of hosts. Yeshua has spoken. God has spoken. Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy. You're worthy. Eh, na 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 man de 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 ba ko shotora nde. 
Jesus, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus, you're worthy. You're worthy, Jesus, you're worthy. Jesus, we thank you, Jesus, we thank you, Jesus. You will never leave me, Jesus. You will never leave me, you never leave me, you never leave me, Jesus. Jesus, you never leave me, you never leave me, you never leave me, you never leave me, Jesus. Oh, oh, Jesus. Namandi de debaco. Shekena namandi de debaco, shotora, mandi de moko, shotora. Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, 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 so precious, Jesus, so precious, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, I worship you, Jesus. Father, I thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for this word. Father, I thank you, Jesus, for seeing me as another vessel to be used yet again. God, I thank you, despite my, my shortcomings, my flaws. God, you still see me as someone to use. God, I don't take this for granted. God, Father, I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for using me as a vessel, God. And Father, as this word goes out, Almighty God, in the airways, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that every single person under the sound of my voice, God will be led to you, almighty God. I pray in the name of Jesus that they will have an encounter with you, God, just like this Ethiopian eunuch, almighty God. Father, I pray, almighty God, that your Holy Spirit will hold on to them, almighty God. That when they try, almighty God, to leave, almighty God, that you will hold on. Father, sometimes we can't hold on for ourselves, God, but when you hold on to us, Almighty God. Ha! Chikuraman de debaco. Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way, God. Have your way, Jesus. God, you see that person right now who hasn't necessarily been walking with you. They love you, God. Their heart is for you. They want to serve you, but every time I want to do good, evil presents itself, and sin and temptation presents itself, and somehow I find myself slipping deeper and deeper into sin. I find myself slipping deeper and deeper into sexual activities, but God, 
my heart is for you and I cry out to you each day and I say, God, when will you help me, God? When I'm asking, God, I'm weak without you. God, you see that person tonight. Father, remember them. Father, remember that lost soul, God, that sinner, that person right now, God, that your blood will wash them clean, Father. That they will have an encounter with you like never before. Father, Father, remember, God, remember the backsliders, the sinners. Remember, Jesus. Remember. Father, I place everything into your hands. I give this over to you, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that this will be posted. I pray, God, that this will be posted successfully on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, on every podcast platform, God. Without interruptions, without anything, Almighty God, that will hinder. And your word will be clear to your people. Father, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're a person today and you're watching or you're hearing this video, you're hearing this podcast, and you want to accept this man, Jesus, you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Send an email in, drop a comment or something, email us at robbeforechrist at icloud.com, reach out to me on Instagram at robbeforechrist or reach out to me on my Regular page at kerisha.watson on Instagram, K-E-R-I-S-H-A dot W. Or on Facebook, Kerisha Watson. Reach out. If you want to receive God as your Savior tonight, wherever or whenever you're watching this or listening to this, you can just say this prayer with me. Say, Father, God, I accept and I understand that I am nothing without you. I accept that I am a sinner. But God, I understand and I believe that your son, Christ Jesus, came and he died on my behalf. And my sins are washed away. And so, Father, I receive you. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive you as my king, as my shepherd. God, have your way in my life. Forgive me. And I commit everything to you. Sweet Holy Spirit, do your work in me now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you.